Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Rods, an angler's choice out of San Diego, California. Today's guest is Jimmy Getty. Um, Jimmy ran Irvine Lake for a long time. So really interesting. So for you guys that are local, SoCal guys, Irvine Lake was a, was a pretty close lake to me. I kind of started there. I uh, caught my first bass there. And uh, he kind of breaks that all down. We talk about all kinds of stuff. He's been in the industry for a while. So thanks again, Jimmy, for coming on fun episode um what else is good happy father's day everyone i caught my yellowtail finally i know it was a baby but i caught one uh we lost one too so it was a lot of fun thank you cody and tracy and some sponsor stuff please listen to this ad from angler's choice we appreciate them sponsoring the podcast so please check them out and listen to this uh piece from them is there anything better than watching giant bluefin tuna crash on your kite bait nope nothing attention offshore anglers and kite fishermen Our friends at Angler's Choice in San Diego are selling custom kite rigging kits, making it easier than ever to fish the kite. AC takes the guesswork out of it, saving you time and money by assembling everything you could possibly need in one custom kite rigging kit. The AC custom kite rigging kit includes four pre-rigged ready-to-fish kite leaders, one 200-pound floral frozen flyer rig with trocar circles, one 200-pound floral frozen flyer rig with owner trebles, one 200-pound mono double treble mackerel rig with trocar circles, one 130-pound mono double treble sardine rig with trocar circles, four Qualitex three-foot round balloons, two yellow, two white, four leg kite strings, kite line by indicator marking tape, tough line rigging floss, bait rigging needles of five-pack, six-inch and 10-inch bamboo rigging skewers with micro zip ties, 320-pound size six-ball bearing swivels, duo lock snaps, and ceramic kite rings. The AC kit includes everything you need and nothing you don't, all packaged in a durable, reusable tackle box. So next time you're in San Diego headed out for Bluefin, be sure to visit Angler's Choice, your one-stop shop for all things kite fishing. And be sure to check out the AC Custom Kite, by far the most versatile and effective kite ever designed, no joke, totally durable for every wind condition and balloon assist. Have questions, need answers? AC staff is the nicest and most knowledgeable staff around. Angler's Choice is located at 1910 Rosecrans Street in San Diego and follow them on Instagram at Angler's Choice Tackle. And remember to support your independent tackle dealers, the life's blood of the sport fishing community. Check out this month's Patreon. It is Working Class Zero. Uh, you get some great stuff. It's uh, Battle Shad and the uh, Fold Up Measuring Board. The roll-up measuring board uh, for second place and third place. Two battle shads 
and the measuring board for uh, first. So three different ones. I'll, I'll, I'll pick them off of the Patreon. Um, check out our website for some merch. We got some new stuff coming soon, which will be, I'm not sure. I'm, I got a cool Goonie Wolf uh, thing we're doing. So it'll be really cool. And please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out the YouTube. I got to get up on that. I'm, I'm really lagging. I'm back like a lot of episodes. I'm going to say probably like 10 or 15. Just takes a lot to do. I don't have the time. Trying to keep up on this podcast. We have some great guests coming up the next couple of weeks. Big ones. Really happy about. And uh, yeah, we got some good announcements coming up. So thanks again for listening, guys. Check out the Patreon. Check out Working Class Zero. Check out Phoenix. Check out Angler's Choice. And thank you for listening. No, no, I'm not going to play back because I don't want to all the bad shit. <laughs> um, Thank but, God I didn't get on that with Bobby. It would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would have. Um, if you want to bring that mic actually a little closer. Yeah, you just pull it. It'll, it'll go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. All Perfect. Right. Um, so Jimmy is uh, part of a big local lake. I guess a pretty local to everyone is Irvine Lake in the beginning. So let's... Uh, and you did, you've done a lot in the fishing industry, right? I've been in the fishing industry since I was about 15. I started Irvine Lake. I was there for... You started at 15? 15. I had a work permit. Wow. Yeah. Did you fish it before? I was fishing before, and uh, they needed some workers, and they asked me, they're like, one day, they're like, hey, kid, you've been here every weekend. you want to just get a job? I'm like, what do I need to do? They're like, go get a work permit, go the whole nine yards, and I started working there and worked my way up. I became the manager of the place until right before it closed. Yeah. So shit, man, that's the first place I caught a bass. I think it was 2009. I that's right when I got bass fishing. So like my uncle, that was his favorite lake. It was my favorite lake it was close. Yeah. When it was filled up, it was, it went off. It was amazing. When it was filled. What kind of fish, how big were the, some of the big bass there? The lake record was 14, six, I believe. Really? Uh, my buddy got a 14, two. And we had, uh, between my friends that we had probably about 20 fish over the 10 pound mark. Wow. Yeah. You were, uh, when you started there, what were you doing? Just cleaning boats? And I was shit? just working on the boat dock and I worked on the boat dock until, uh, I went to Fullerton college and I started doing business and they moved me up to the shop and right away they, they're like, basically, you know, I run this place, just have at it. <laughs> and yeah, 19 year old kid, 20 year old kid yeah. running a multi-million dollar business but you knew like the back of your hand i, I knew right. everything about what was going on yeah and then uh tackle buying i was buying all the tackle for the place through our vendors and it just went from there it was yeah it was fun too like you said it, a lot of people their first memories of fishing were at irvine lake mm -hmm. and i've like you said you your first bass you caught was at irvine lake it was actually pretty strange to me I, like i meet people just randomly like we're playing co-ed softball league. This girl comes in one day. She goes, I know you from somewhere. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, now that I've seen, I'd never seen you before. <clears throat> now I think I've seen yeah. you there before. Like yeah. I can remember your face now. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Probably Did you used to drive the patrol boat? Every once in a while. Yes. Cause we got rolled twice. Oh. And they, it might've been you going, dude, you can't go 35 on the fucking lake. I, I, did. I, I, was, I would have been one of the guys been like, just slow down. <laughs> just slow it down. But it was funny, like that chick, she comes up to me like a week later, I was co-ed softball, and she hands me a photo of her and her son. Oh, wow. And I'm in the photo, I'm like, this is awkward, but it's kind of <laughs> cool. You don't know. Like, yeah. you don't know because you, you meet so many, I mean, there was tournaments there, right? We had 
trout tournaments, I ran a bass tournament every year that was an entry from the lake. But I also, was, like Bass Ackwards, I, I, they had did club tournaments all the did time. Did you know my uncle? He's been there 30 years, named Jim Trujillo. I probably did. I knew uh, Gabby Hayes more. Okay. And I, he was with Bass Ackwards too. And he, yeah. I think he moved to Texas now. So yeah, he was in the original one before they combined it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was they combined it. Now they, they're out of Irvine at the um, Buffalo Wild Wings. I think they meet there or something. Oh, that'd be Bass dangerous club. with me. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, exactly. Same. The SBSs are dangerous with me. Oh. <laughs> well, you got Bobby BDE. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett, you know. they. Oh, those two. Yeah, Matt Moyer and all those guys, too. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, uh, so you got to meet, like, all the Bass Club guys. Yes. Dudes from Anglers, everyone, you know? Yeah, it was funny. Like, the guys from Anglers, Performance, Mark Higashi and those guys are great friends. Mm-hmm. I've known them for a long time. They'd come, come fish the lake all the time and i actually encouraged the local tackle shop guys yeah to come up because they'd send so much business our way and i'd send it their way and it was cool to see like different groups coming like you get the guys from Anaheim, the anglers guys that had the high-end bass boats you get the guys from performance that did that niche mm-hmm. and then even like la area i'd see the guys from the la area and i'd start doing stuff with save on and all that and it yeah was, it was really cool to see that and a lot of people don't realize this industry is super small. They think there's not a ton of people in the in the industry. Especially and, in California. It's like a big industry in California because you have SoCal, NorCal. Kind of like, you know, yeah. dudes from NorCal, I'm sure, as well. Oh, like yeah. Caesar and... You know. I know Caesar and all those guys. And it's funny, yeah. like, Caesar hit me up when I was with owner to buy hooks. And I still talk to him to this day. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's a very small world. Yes. I mean, um, when you were at the lake, like, uh, that, the, the big thing to me about the lake is Irvine Lake was like the, uh, premier lake around here because you didn't have to drive fucking an hour and a half. You could drive 40, 30 minutes. If I was, I live five minutes from it. And from my door to your door was 20 minutes. Yeah. So 25 minutes to your door. And the good thing was we had during the summer, like coming up here, in June, July, we had that night fishing opportunity. Yes. A lot of guys would get off work, drag their boat with them, be there, fish, come home. And what then time you, did your day to close at? It, it's 3 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays, or Fridays and Saturdays. Dude. Yeah. And I had night shifts, so it was brutal. <laughs> oh, you'd be working there I'd have, I had to close the boats Were and everything. Were you there when those dudes passed away? I was. Do you mind talking about that story? That's fine, yeah. Dude, that, that kind of what stopped the lake, right, a little bit? Yes and no. Um, When those guys passed away, it was a tragic accident. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. A lot of things that happened with that should have never happened. Uh, They got the boat in there basically without paying for the boat, all this. Oh, they dragged the boat in? They had the boat in the truck and they didn't tell us they had it. And also they had four people on like a little 10 foot boat. (laughs) Like you can't see. No life vest, right? No life vest. And you can't, they can't swim and. I've been around water since I was six. I know how to swim. I know how to do everything. I surf for my whole life. And it's like, I would never put myself in that situation. And it's a different story. I feel like a lot of people um, will say, I could swim good with your clothes on and your boots oh. or whatever. Fuck no, you can't oh, swim. Oh, no. And like, I've fallen in that water when it was 50 degrees. Yeah. It takes the wind out of you. Yeah. But it was during the summer. And I mean, tragic accident. But when they kind of went to lawsuit and everything, it, the insurance is what really 
brought the whole thing down is oh really they wanted up our insurance to unattainable yeah and i mean we tried to keep it as float as long as we could but no matter what you do people will try is state of california they'll sue you for anything and there was talks of it reopening as well right it's reopened already well i mean like as a full as a full and there still is talks i mean a private entity can come in and get it maybe i hope because what it is now is a shell of its former the water is very low too as well right that's just typical California. Yeah, I mean, okay. and the water agencies controlling what the water wants to do. But you can only fish like half the shore. And to me, it's like I went there when it reopened. And that's actually one of my accounts right now currently. Okay. And I went there and I was like, if I can just get 200 more yards. If I can get my boat <laughs> to this point. Yeah. Because like I said, the last like five years that place is open. It was magic. I, I've never seen, I would have put that thing up against Paris, any of the NorCal lakes, more big fish coming out of that lake. Consistent over 10. Oh, we had a, a day and I, I thought, I looked back there day because I knew I was doing this podcast. I got a nine. A buddy of mine, Brian Yamani from Daiwa got a eight. Wow. Takeshi, who's their real, the guy that makes up all their new reels. Yeah, I know, I know about Brian and I know. Who yeah, he got a 10-1. And that was all in one day. And we're looking, I'm like, what lakes do this? And it was in the middle of summer. I was like, yeah. this is insane. That, I mean, it, everyone, go, it was worth it. It was like Santa Ana River Lake was like the knockoff. I mean, when I started to go, you can catch bass here. I've never heard anyone catching a fucking bass at Santa Ana River Lake. Uh, and like, it's funny as like, I fished all that when I was a kid. And I have a seven-year-old now. It's like, we drive by and goes, dad that's not the same as this and i'm like <laughs> i'm like and you don't want to like teach your kids bad things like no you're like it's not but it is it's the best thing we could have it, right now locally. it's the best option we have outside driving an hour and 30 minutes to san diego yes. or an hour to silverwood yeah especially for trout right especially I mean, for trout yeah do you will you trout fish there oh yeah well? yeah i go to like this winter i did dixon a lot did you did oh, you yeah. do good yeah, my kids caught fish. That's that's all that matters to me now is my kids catching fish. Yeah, but like, I'm always on the look for those big those big bass. Yeah. Um. So at Irvine, you kind of saw the whole swim bait thing come alive there, right? Oh yeah. Too because you, I mean, you know a lot of the dudes. Like you know Wit, you know, you know Rich. All these guys. Like yeah. it's like. Do you remember when people started bringing big swim baits and you and you, you saw yeah. like what the fuck are you doing? It actually started with a bunch of our friends. Um, and it probably happened before, but what really opened our eyes is a uh, friend Rambonis from Bassmaster Elites. Mm-hmm. He actually he fishes for Optimum, right? He fishes for Optimum. Okay. Yes. Okay. He actually used to work for Akuma. Okay. And he was fishing there, and I was fishing with him in a team tournament, and he caught a nine pounder on an AC plug. Wow! And, and this is what year? This is like two thousand one. So this is early. This is early okay. on. Yeah. And, and I'd messed around throwing the Ospreys at Paris and other stuff, but never my home lake. And I was mm-hmm. like, kind of looked at it. I was like, I never caught real big fish there. My biggest fish is like five pounds up until that point, six okay. pounds. I was like, okay. And then uh, he caught like that nine. I'm like, well, maybe I should start trying this. And we started throwing the Osprey, catching a few fish. But what really picked that swim bait bite up, and I... <laughs> probably gonna catch a lot of flack for saying this <laughs> is the quagga mussel 
Everybody says... This is a great topic because you've experienced this whole thing. Yes. Break it down. So when the quagga mussel first came in, uh, I had to go to a meeting in San Diego at Lake Murray. And all these guys are saying quagga mussels are the death of lakes. It kills your lakes. And uh, I was actually a biology background at this point. I'm looking at them like, great lakes have only gotten better. Mm-hmm. Havasu's only gotten fucking better. And they're filled with quagga And they're jugged. Okay. And San Diego lakes are just starting to get them. And they had a whole bunch of boats. Uh, Diamond Valley was there. And they were like, we'll never get quagga mussels. And me being the smart ass I am, I'm like, well, you couldn't keep the fucking striper out of there either. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like that too yeah. much. So you flash forward about a year, year and a half. And like I said, I'm a biology background. I kind of looked at it. I'm like, if you get river water, you're going to get the quagga mussel. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts. You mm-hmm. can't. So Irvine got the quagga mussel. And everybody's like, oh, it's going to be dead. Da, da, da. Slowly but surely, we started seeing that big fish bite. Just Pick up from Uptick, that. uptick. And where if good fish should be like five, seven pounds, all of a sudden it's, we're getting nines. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, we're getting tens. Oh, shit, we're seeing these bigger fish. And the big bite, the big bait, bait bite actually came around with it. What's funny was... Uh, like you said, I know Whitney's like one of my best friends in the world. Okay. So he he built some baits. He also worked for uh, Scott at Triple Trout. Yeah. And Scott was coming up there with us, and this is Triple Trout kind of just started. Triple Trout had been around. He's been around since the '90s. Okay. And we were throwing it there and getting fish, and he showed us some different stuff, and we started getting those big fish, and it was like. Well, man, this swim bait <laughs> thing kind of have to get this out there. Yeah. And like my whole job at Irvine was to get people in the door. And I had to burn my own bite. To that get must people. have been hard. It was and it wasn't actually. Because <laughs> not a lot of guys, and I see it every day, is like they'll pick up the swim bait, throw it four casts, five casts. Put it back down. Realize this is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> put it down. It's not, it's risk reward. And for me, I mean, I can catch five fish on a swim bait and they're all over five pounds. Rewards there. Yeah. But you can also die by that bait too. Yeah. And that whole thing there was amazing. Like you said, like I told you before, Whitney was actually involved in the OD rat. Yes. He built that bait from the start and we caught, Three fish over 10 on that bait. Were you using any other rats before that? I was. I was using the Rego and the Nazuma. Okay. And the way the OD rat came about was Whitney and I were not exactly making the most money. So he looked at it and goes, I can make this. I was like, dude, let's do it. So the OD rat was both of you guys. It was, he made it. Uh-huh. He, he did everything. Did you sell it? We sold it a little bit. Uh, and it's kind of interesting how that went, but... <clears throat> but you guys were partners in the deal, like kind of you. No, no, he was the whole thing. I let you him, just help. Promote I just helped promote it, it and helped okay. uh, just fish it. Okay, and we kind of tweaked it a little bit to where it did different stuff. The Nizuma wakes great, and you can walk it. But if you try and go any faster, it won't. It'll blow out sometimes. Okay. And then the Rago was a wood bait, and it's about availability too. Is a lot of these was Rago still hard to get then as well? Yeah, Rago okay. was still hard to get, and like Nizumas were impossible. 
I had one just by sheer luck. So he took it, kind of looked at it, made his own bait, and we caught a bunch of fish on it. And it was, it was pretty cool to see that bait kind of evolve. And it being part of the beginning of that bait, it you was know, a, like, cause that was kind of one of the most popular rats. That was one that in the beginning in the Southern California area, I'd say that Odie rat was one of the most popular rats outside of the Nazuma. Yeah. And it was super, I mean, he'd do little drops and everything and he'd instantly be sold out. And I'm like, dude, you need to be doing this. And that's, <laughs> this is how Kurtek actually came about too. Yeah. That's the, well, I talked to Rich, I think, uh, yesterday, I'll just DM. And he said, hopefully in the next week they're in a lockdown. They're yeah. going to be on here too. Like I said, I have a present in my car for you. If you yeah, want. I know. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, Rich, I've, I've talked to a lot of people. Bobby, you know, said so yeah. that's the guy that can paint. I know Wit. he's helped a lot of dudes design baits. I know he helped the kicker guys. Yes. He's helped, you know, yeah. people kind of design. I'm sure he cut his teeth forever working, you know, however long with, you know, Whitmire. He he actually learned a lot from Whitmire. And Scott's actually a really do, good dude. He's... Your classic Long Beach punk. First time I met him, he had cheetah print hair. (laughs) So you kind of look at the guy, but yeah, you go to his garage and he had stuff that he'd been working on. You're like, Scott, why don't you sell this? Yeah. I just don't have time. Like what? You're like, but that, cause he had such a big, huge demand for his triple trout, his bluegill. He literally would have guys like helping him just buddies. Like I'd go over there on a day off and be like, Scott, what do you want? Just go make weights for me. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so you'd just be pouring weights. Just pouring lead in his wow. backyard. Yeah. And then you go to leave, and he's got a box of triple trouts for you. And you're like, hey, oh. that's a trade now. Oh, that's the best yeah. trade ever, especially the way I was burning through them. <laughs> but, I mean, that's it. I love the backstory. And you're, I, you're a big piece. Everyone's talked about you. And you're one of the best trolls I've seen. You know? <laughs> I love to mess. I love to mess with people, <laughs> and it's fun. I mean, people nowadays they get their feelings hurt, and it's. It, it, I mean, when someone's fucking around, they're fucking around. But it's it's funny. Like you, you'll post something about Bobby, so it's, and they're like, "Oh, Jimmy's fucking hilarious," you know. Like it's funny. Is like people have told me they're like, "You must really hate me." I'm like, "Dude, if I'm making fun of you, I don't. I don't hate you. I like you. I'm I like you. I'm busting your balls. I'm like, I have know? nothing better to do. Sometimes <laughs> sitting in traffic on the 91 or the 101, like in dead stop traffic. I'm like, this sucks. I'm just gonna mess with somebody. Yeah. Um, so when you were done, when the rat dropped going off on that, did you see more swim baits started to pop up more people? What are some notable ones you like? were like, wow, you know, well, there's some baits that did show up, but more people just started showing up. You'd have uh Danny Rago, his brother, Mike Rago. Yeah. Mike's cool. He's started showing. Yeah. He's been on the podcast. Yeah. He started showing up and he's fishing Jerry's weedless bait. And you're like, wow, what, what's going on here? <laughs> You'd see also like uh, Kelly Pupo. Yeah. He'd show up and you're like. Sancho Claus. Yeah, Sancho. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd start showing up and you're like, how'd this guy here? Yeah. And it's like I said, you go back to those, those tackle shops and it's like, I was letting Mark and those guys come up here. And next thing you know, they had their core group of guys come in. And you'd hear these catches and you're like, I got a 30 pound bag tonight, Jimmy. You're like, holy shit. And you got, you'd take a picture of it and you're like, you post next thing you know you have 15 25 bass boats which is great which for is the, great the, because like, you're you're bringing income yeah. in and like the best part about the bass fisherman was i didn't have to spend a dime i had to spend money on trout that that was expensive how much trout were you putting in that lake i was putting in to start twenty thousand pounds for the start of the year and then five thousand pounds each week 
So when you started, it'll okay, be October. So say like when you when you got into where you're running the trout plant. Yeah. That had to have helped the lake grow. You kind of know how much trout you need to put in the lake. Yes, and it was. And another reason that swim bait bite took off is trout plant. Without my boss knowing, I told our supplier. Once a month, I want 500 pounds of 8 to 12-inch trout. Wow. So you think that it, it, that, it, that had to have helped that growth in that time? It, it so, helped. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you started working there, what, what year was it? 1998. Fuck, dude. How old are you? I'm 38. So you're a kid, 15? I, I was 15, so 16. when did you start, like, okay, I hey, was, Jimmy, you're running this. I was 20 years old. Okay. So in 2001, 2001, 2002, from then till it was 2014, 13, 15, 15. Okay. Yeah. The growth you've watched the trout plants, yeah. what still needed to be done to make that big. Yes. Day, which is not done now. What's not done now at any lake. And that's unfortunate is CDFW and other entities have really, uh, kind of not help the California anglers. And you're like, you've seen it like Mike Bennett and Mark Rogers. Yeah. They don't really fish California that much anymore. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Silverwood is not what it used to be. One of my favorite lakes, I drive by every two weeks, Casitas. I see a sign and I want to rip the sign down <laughs> and throw it in the water because, or not even the water, the dry riverbed that doesn't contain a steelhead because it doesn't exist. They've ruined the best bass lake in the nation. Yeah. There's no way around that though. They're like, I mean, Gilbert talked about it, maybe like getting something together where you could get, you know, trout to be stocked back at some of these lakes again. Yeah. Will it ever happen? Have you gone to any more meetings for about it or anything like that? The thing with those is the private funding and people don't really realize how much those fish really cost. It's a huge cost. No, break it down. Like, it, just it's, so people might know, because this talk has came up a lot. Back, so it's like, you know. So back when I was buying those fish, I was paying 240 a pound to 250 a pound. And how much is one fish weigh? They can be anywhere pound from. a half. To, yeah, two pounds to a 20-pounder. Fuck, dude. And you're sitting there looking at it, and you guys go, well, oh, it's not that bad. And you're like, bro, I got clear. 90 grand. <laughs> yeah. I got to make 80 grand this week just to clear my fish costs. Yeah. And then they, they figure that out. They're like, oh, okay. And it's like the guys that leave Irvine with five fish, I lost money. Yeah. You I, don't want anyone to catch shit. I, I don't like, <laughs> you don't really want them to catch their whole limit, but yeah. What you want is like the guys like you that have family go up there and catch a couple fish. Happy. Now you got their kids hooked. And that's what I'm seeing the industry actually with this whole COVID situation. What's actually really cool is, uh, like I said, I'm a sales rep still. I got to see a lot of new faces that I've never seen getting into this industry. And that was really cool, this COVID situation. And you'll see it like, I'm hoping that they stay in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's been a blessing and a curse. The blessing is how much product's being pushed. Like you go in a tackle shop and... There's not shit there. Yeah, that's uh, well. You you know you're off. You fishing this calicos? How many yeah. container ships are out there? I almost ran into three pre-fishing, <laughs> like because it was foggy, and I'm like going 15. 
you'd hear those horns just everywhere looking and i'm like oh fuck there's yeah. one they're just waiting they're to waiting come in. and that's where the product is is like i like i said i'm pretty tied in with everybody and i'll need a lexa i'm like i don't got it right now when's <laughs> when's it gonna be here months and i'm like okay i'll <laughs> make a phone call or text and you're like we're expecting it in june you're like and this was in what may yeah april and you're like oh shit yeah and you'll see them pop in and it's like a mad rush on our sales reps parts to get this for your guys and it's just it's funny because where before you'd get them like two lexes and like oh okay now you give them two lexes and like gold it's like <laughs> you hit the lottery <laughs> it's the truth i ordered some reels i that had a couple come in i'm stoked tackle warehouse how far behind are they fuck oh. you know you've never seen that no they've been known as like hey we'll get there in the same week cool like amazon oh yeah people are waiting month three weeks I, now i've like, heard fuck. three four weeks and i'm like dude and me it's like i look i'm like thank god i have a ton of stuff in my storage <laughs> unit and i'm like right but you're like you're looking like man if i needed a hollow belly frog to fish san diego right now Good luck, huh? I'm waiting three weeks. My bite might be gone. Yeah. That's the hard part. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a, I guess it's a win situation because you get more anglers in. And then the, I guess the hard part would be for advertisement too, because like you don't need to advertise right now. No one does. No. So that's another part is I'm sure places like Western Outdoor News or magazines or even myself, I don't really have, a, only have but a couple, you know, and maybe before it was a little hotter because... Yeah, they're, you know, they didn't have the same thing where we're selling out. We aren't doing shit. We're selling out, you know, yeah. but then thank God I got to fuck another job, of course, <laughs> you know, but, but um, back to stocking the lake. So you're stocking 30,000 in the beginning and then every what month or couple, every week, every week you're doing 5,000 5, pounds for how long? That was from October, like end of October, November, depending on what the weather did. Cause you had to watch those water temperatures all the way till April and end of May. Yeah. So. How did you, did you, when did you guys go like, man, we're not making our nut doing this. Did that ever happen or did you always? Oh no, it was always, we were making money. And then we had also like the events, like you, I think you played one of the picnic, the punk rock picnic yeah, or the, one of the, they we had did those, those shows all the we time. We did the shows, there, yeah. we did stuff like that where you can actually do other things. Cause yeah, that property was huge. So we had yeah, those mud run shit. Oh, we had all yeah. that. And that yeah. was and that, like the events brought in money and what we're drinking right now, they would chip in extra funds <laughs> so they had like they had exclusive rights to like their beer the beer cooler it's that's like, amazing like okay. would they give you beer too i wish <laughs> <laughs> i had to go pick up pegs for the events and stuff and it was like hey guys since i know a lot of you're going to be out fishing bluefin this summer here's a couple selections from my buddy chris monroy on a couple phoenix rods these are for fishing the dead flyer on the kite the HAX 720X4H, soft rod tip to absorb the head shakes, but enough backbone to kill them without hurting you. The next one is the PHD X4H, fast shut off, beefy, and just plain stupid. Don't high stick it though. A lot of people don't like the fast shut off, but he loves it. So check those out. I believe him. He's a buddy and he's a really good stick. So please check those rods out. Check them out at Angler's Choice down in San Diego or check them at your local tackle shop. Follow Phoenix on Instagram. Thanks guys.
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Middle of an event, like Punk Rock Picnic was one of them. Yeah. We sold out of Ballast Point. I'm like, oh shit, what am I going to do? So you had to go find I kegs. call my rep and I'm like, I need 15 kegs. He goes, well, can you go to the warehouse? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I have to. Uh. I, I show up my truck and I'm putting 15 kegs in the back of a Toyota Tacoma. Dude. <laughs> driving around. People are like, where are you partying? I'm like, yeah. nope, not partying. <laughs> Work. So you were doing, you weren't just running the fishing pub, I you ran, were running the... I ran pretty much day-to-day operations. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, how many qualified captain uh, oh, deals do you have at that? Now, that ramp was fucking scary sometimes. I remember going with my brother-in-law, and he had a, his tires were okay, but it was slick as shit. Yes. And I remember just going backwards. I'm like, oh, fuck, stop, stop. Yeah. They put carpet down or something. To- yeah. Uh, like you said, the water levels did play part because when it dropped down that lake was built in 1940 yeah they didn't plan on fluctuating water levels too much so we actually had to build ramps and it's like you have white trash me over here (laughs) and whoever i had working at the time like let's find a way to build a ramp and you have me googling how to build a launch ramp oh fuck because it was all under your yeah it's all under my deal and i'm like Okay, so we figure out, we go get the concrete guy. They kind of give us a direction of what we need to do. Yeah. But, yeah, like single lane ramps, two lane ramp, you're like, this is just nuts. Yeah, it would get crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, especially when you have, you know, a thousand people fishing yeah. in an opener. And you're like, where am I going to put everybody? I remember just walking the shore during the trout openers. Like, the uh, it would be the uh, Thanksgiving weekend, that. and Madhouse. It was still, it was so packed. Just yeah. walking like you go, oh, that spot's taken. Oh, that spot's taken. That was one of our busiest weekends was Thanksgiving weekend. People, we, we actually had a deal with employees where we could show up on Thanksgiving day and fish for an hour or two. I went there one morning and they're at 4.30 in the morning doing book work. And there's a guy in line on Thanksgiving day. And I'm like, bro, go to your family. Oh, I need to be first in line. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for the next day. For the, for the following day i'm like you're kidding me yeah did you ever have it get like that on a certain bass bite where it lined up for bass boats because it got so good um no because when the bass bite got really good for the most part like that summer bite was the best one yeah so we were open from 6 a.m to 3 a.m shit so it'd be a steady influx all day but you definitely see it towards like more towards the night the bass boats would show up yeah and we had, to get revol- we had the gate up front where guys could just pay. I'd have a guy staged there. I'm like, just take the guy's money, 
Go. Go. <laughs> Just get him out of my hair. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but I'm sure, like, that. No, there's no lake that's open at night either, right? Uh, in Southern California, no. Jennings is now. Is it? Yes. You can wow. fish Jennings in San Diego, which is lakeside, at night, but I don't think you can launch your own boat. That's you, the problem. You have to rent a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, launching your own boat would be. Yeah. That's why I hit the break wall at night, man. I love the break wall. <laughs> And you do salt. You fish saltwater bass. I fish saltwater bass as well. And, yeah. Uh, the break wall is awesome. Yeah. It used to be really good on big fish, and I just don't see it anymore, though. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, even even at the last three, four years I've been going, you yeah. know, like, it's not the same as, as it was when I first started. Yeah. I could bite a little better, but who knows? It could be. It's just, I think it's probably a big But fishing's cycle. gotten so big. Oh, yeah. Like, it's huge now. Yeah. You you, know? Well, when we used to fish the break wall, it'd be maybe you and two other dudes tops and it's like it'd be scotty patel like <laughs> and you're like you knew him and you're like hey there's scotty or yeah well oh, there's bobby and you're like yeah. okay now it's like who the hell's that dude? oh you'll see 10 boats no yeah. problem on the night and they're fishing all on the like prime spots and you're like what just <laughs> happened instagram bro oh yeah spots up <laughs> social media <laughs> um so when the lake closed uh what did you do then you kind of had the experience to do I had the, ex- well, what I, had, what I got kind of lucky was, is I already had something in place kind of before the lake closed. Did you know it was coming? So you're kind of like. I saw the writing on the wall. Okay. And I had an offer and I was like, I got to take this. Yeah. And it was actually working for Owner America at the oh, time. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I went to Owner and I was there for three or four years. Okay. And that was a great experience yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the shows and everything and. Beast hook. Did you get any? Did you get any input to do like uh, to yes. say like, hey, the beast hook. Like maybe if we did. So the twelve aught was actually something that they'd been working on, and when I came in, I was like, we need something bigger. Really? Yeah, because I saw the direction like from Irvine. You saw the direction things were going. And you're like, well, baits are getting bigger and bigger, and they're getting deeper because they're doing bluegill baits. And you're like, this ten aught isn't really that big. <laughs> right. Even though it's a big hook, you're like, then we had a 12 knot, And there were actually plans at one point to do a 14 knot. Wow. And that thing looked like a gaff hook. <laughs> like, but when I put it into some baits that I fished, I'm like, wow, this actually fits this bait. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So that, that I mean, that's a good one. They just came out the three quarter too, right? Yeah, that was yeah. a... Uh, that's probably been in the works for a thank, while, too, thank, right? Thank Bobby San for that one. <laughs> uh, we had guys that were making, like you said before, they were adding weight to the beast took or taking away. And we, yeah. And owner's a big, big business, and they have a lot of pros. And guys would call us, man, I wish you had a 10-aught with an eighth ounce in it. And I'm like, eighth of an ounce? And they're fishing super shallow waters. Then we had the same guy call us and goes, you need a beast took with three-quarter ounce for this ledge fishing in Tennessee. Yeah. I was like, funny you should say that. <laughs> and I had a guy that was in San Diego that was pouring them for me. And I'm like. You had someone that had their own mold there. They had their own just... mold. They had a three-quarter ounce, the same weight we had. And I'm like, here, bro, come fish fish this and tell me what you think. And, and that's kind of what triggered it. And the... that kind of what triggered it. And there's other hooks that came about when I was there, in a, you know, that we've been planning on. And it's like, yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. That's cool to be part of it, though, yeah. I mean, at the time. So then after that, you've been at Big Rock since? I've been at Big Rock for 
three years now. Really? Yeah. Same thing at regional sales. I got, uh, I'm a territory sales manager is my official title, but regional sales. I have from Chino Hills all the way up into Ventura County, Fuck. inland to Bakersfield, Southern Nevada, and parts of Arizona. Do you take your fishing rod with you everywhere? I have one rod in the truck at all times. <laughs> is it a travel rod or just a No. It's a full swim bait rod in the truck. Dude. I, I take that or I take a jig rod. How, how many times have you fished a week when you're driving to the spot? Right now, not so much. It's so busy. Like, mm-hmm. there's things like when I go up to Bakersfield, I have Cope's Tackle and Rod Shop up there, one mm-hmm. of my best accounts. I'm there for six hours. Yeah. And it's like, I get home and it's like driving by, <laughs> I drive by Pyramid and Steak. And I'm like, yeah. I want to, but I want to get home yeah. and sleep <laughs> or eat or. Take out my the kids, kids yeah. yeah, right? Big change in yeah. having the kids, yeah. right? No, I, that, that's cool. The travel rod thing, I used to do that when I was out and about more. Yeah. With surf fishing. Yeah. So I'd always go to Newport. I'd be down there at Crystal Cove. And I'd go up north a little, fish up there, PV, you know? Some of the best stuff up there for that surf fishing is up in my, like, Santa Barbara and Ventura. They have yeah. some unbelievable. Yeah, I love, I've, I've only fished Santa Barbara once. Then I fished, um, I got to stay at uh, Point Magoo, the, uh, yeah. the base. Oh, that's, and I, that's I, I amazing. Caught, I caught a, like, a five-foot leopard. Oh, yeah. We were just, it was cool because you could drink on the beach there. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't care. No, so it's, I just it's bought all a, military. I owned. bought a 12-pack <laughs> of, of High Lifes. And then my son was, my middle son was next to me just hanging out. And my buddy that doesn't fish is like, hey, your rod, your reel's making a noise. It's going, <laughs> I'm like, shit. And I, I, caught, I was catching a perch, cutting them in half. Yeah using the head for bait and throwing back. And that's like, I love doing that. So I haven't done it in a long time, but that's just a fun time. It is a fun time. Drinking on the beach, hanging out, you know, but down here, you, you, you busted could, for You that. could still drink on the beach. I know. You I gotta don't want to. You got to put a coffee cup. <laughs> I put one of those little uh, can covers <laughs> on the fucking thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your uh, PB swim bait fish? My PB swim bait fish is 11-1. Out of Irvine? That was actually on Mission Viejo. Oh, wow. You were fishing it then as well? Yeah. My buddy actually lived in Mission Viejo. And his mom put me on his water bill so I could fish it at any time I wanted. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, my uncle said they used to go. Someone in the club knew someone at Shimano. Yes. And they used to be able to get into fishing with Mission Viejo. And Mission was another lake that, what sucks is Orange County guys, I kind of feel bad for them now because all the options they really had are gone. Now there's nothing there. You've got Pudding Stone, which. That's a hard lake It's, to it's fish. a tough lake to yeah. fish. But Irvine was Really good, really close. If Mission you had, Viejo was cool if you could get on the If lake. you can access it, it was great. Mm-hmm. Then there was the private lakes like Rattlesnake and Siphon. Those both are gone. Gearfish Oso? Yes. Oso is awesome as well. Yeah. And that's owned by Boy Scouts of America, I think, now. Someone, I don't, no. <laughs> I'll talk to you after, but there's someone <laughs> that you trip out that I think is part owner of it. Yeah. It's a music guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. It's yeah. funny. After this podcast, I have the uh, guitar player from Throwdown coming on. Oh, nice. <laughs> Might have music. <laughs> yeah, he's he actually started making swim baits. He lives in Tennessee now. So he's out here doing work, like on something. He paints. All these guys, that uh, they moved out, out of state because it's unaffordable. I mean, if I didn't have this house, like I I got pretty lucky where I, I had my grandmother's house I bought and I sold and made, made a lot off of it yeah. at this house. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be living here. I couldn't afford it. It's, too, it's expensive. Yeah. It's like, that's why everyone's fucking moving. That's why a uh, guy from, uh, was it PB Rat? He went to oh, Tennessee. He, oh, yeah. He comes back and forth yeah. still, right? I talked to him. Yeah. Him and his, he has two of them, partner. Yeah. Right? 
He's supposed to come on, but we need to find a time to yeah. line up. He went to Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of dudes. Didn't the Stray Rats, Twin Bates? Tactical Bass went out to yeah. Tennessee. They both went. Or up north, even. Yeah. It's up cheaper. North's a little cheaper, too. Yeah. Nicer. I went to Oakley, the Toxic. It's nice up there. Yeah. You have the Delta right there. That's, I think, 24-7. doesn't matter. You can that launch. Was a, that was fun. That place is magic. Have you, do you ever go back east to do anything like the ICAST? Or the- I've done ICAST, and you can have that. <laughs> what For, about Fred Hall? Is it not going to happen anymore? It won't. Don't necessarily won't happen. Will it be a Fred Hall? I don't know. There's talks of it happening, though. Okay. Next year. Next year. Wow. Yeah. I know the one in Bakersfield is going to go on next year. Oh, it is? Yes. Might under, be under another name. No, though. it's under the California Boat and RV Show or whatever it, what it used to be. That's what the Fred Hall was yeah. up there? I, I don't know yeah. much about it. Yeah. Like I said, one of my major accounts is Cope's Tackle. And he called me the other day. He goes, yeah, it's a go. Let's try as much as we can in this store. Wow. And even now, it's like hard to get everything into any store, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and he's a guy from Cope's is actually one of my best friends. So it's... Oh, that's cool. I'm like, I sit there, I'm like, I'll do what I can for you. <laughs> Um, back to the quagga muscle because that's pretty interesting yeah. to like break that down. So you think like the bluegill, eating and that's on exactly what you just said. Is you look at like Havasu, the shellcracker got huge based off the quaggas, mm-hmm. but the quaggas also filter the water, so that water got clear, and I think they were actually able to see the bait better, and that big bait come by them, and there's they're mainly northern strain Irvine, so they're aggressive. Okay, so. You just kind of fed right into their tendencies. Did you, uh, do you think that it was more of an issue? I've heard this, that it's the uh, filtration system, the lake it is. that gets clogged. That's what they don't want. It's a hundred percent. The water districts don't want that. Yes. Because it clogs the piping and it's. A that's lo- more of the issue than yeah. it is. Yeah. That's Irvine is a water. It's a water storage facility. So I worked with the water district and they're like, we don't want these things in here. And that was more of the issue of like yeah. checking. Did you guys have to start checking for quagga mussels there as we well? We did until we got them. And then it was just kind of, as you left, you like. Like Skinner. Yeah. Drain your boat. Do this. Yeah. And send them on their happy way. Yeah. Which is Skinner. It's like that. That's Skinner's the only the boat way. I really. Like I got to drive my boat out for tomorrow. Like I think it's dry, but I'm like fucking shaking the engine. And to Silverwood, I don't know how bad they're going to be. Uh, just drop your engine before you go. Yeah. Make sure to. Because I have funny stories about that, too. Well, when you've gone places? Yeah, so I took my boat to Paris one time. We fished the night before at Irvine. And I get to the gas station. And you don't have a tag. I don't, we don't have tags. Yeah. I go drop my engine at the gas station, and I, it looked like I threw a 50-gallon bucket on the ground. And I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I drove an hour to get turned away. Yeah. We get there, lower the engine, drips water. I'm like, we're gone. We're not getting down the lake today. Okay, go, go ahead. I'm like, thank God, bro. <laughs> I did the same thing at DVL. And I'm like, oh, shit. I, what I did is I, where my drain plug was. Yeah. Like under I could, the water, when you tilt up the boat, I have like a channel in the yeah. boat. So I shoved like a piece of cloth in there <laughs> to stop it, you know. But it was dumping water still. And I'm yeah. Like, Fuck. He's like, oh, it looks like a little condensation. I'm like, sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, because there's fucking water. Yeah, you're out. like. I'm good, bro. I'm and usually they're cool because I go, where's the last place you've been? I'm like, ocean. They're like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, if it looks like an ocean boat, they're usually yeah. cool. If it's a bass boat, I, yeah, that's, I have a center console, so it's like, it's a fucking ocean boat. Yeah. Though. They don't care about that. Yeah. What kind of boat? you sell a boat? I don't have my boat anymore. I had an 18-foot Ranger. 
nice. with a two with a two fifty on it. Nice. Yeah. What so happened to that? You just I ran out of storage. Oh really? So I stored it at my buddy's house, and I moved into my where I am now, which is just like a townhouse community. Yeah. And I went to put it in the garage, and it's like not fitting. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Folding tongue and all, huh? Oh, I didn't have the folding tongue. Oh. I had to like, close the garage and like the tongue was sticking out. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, wife's like, get this the fuck out of here, buddy. She actually didn't care. She's like, it was a community manager. He's like, can't have this here. I'm like, oh. I'm like, all right. So I sold to my buddy. He still has it to this day. Nice. So I still have access. But did you buy it new or did you buy it used? It was used. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I, I, I really never don't think I'll buy a new boat Just because of the way I fish and the way like. You're hard on them. I'm hard on my boat. Like, if I go to Paris and I want to go fish the backwaters, <laughs> I want to be able to charge through the trees. Yeah. And not care about my pretty gel coat. Nah, I agree. Like, I always, that's how I treat things. It's like, everything's a tool. Yeah, you're using it as a tool to get to where you got to yeah. go instead of making it like, yeah. I got to polish it and I got to make yeah. it look nice. I want to get my boat off the water and be like, okay, rub it down. We're good. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm bad on that. I, I mean, the, with the salt, I have to do salt away. Yeah. Just a given. You have to do salt away. And then I rinse the, the whole thing off, run the engine. Sometimes I'll go to the gas station and scrub it. And sometimes I'm like, I fucking rinse the whole thing off, you know? Yeah. And it's usually fine. I took my passport to the brake wall a couple times. You're crazy. No. Rough, dude. No. No? Launch out of uh, Alameda's? I guess that's not a, the, just the jump from there just right jump, behind the wall. It's the first brake wall. Yeah. I mean, if it was hairy out, yeah, it sucked, but... For the most part, it was fine. You never broke down out there or nothing? I actually did one time my buddy's boat. Oh, really? We broke down a quarter mile outside of Alamitas. Like, was, it a, was it a flat boat too? No, it was a DV aluminum. Oh, okay. Well, so that's nice. It was and, nice, but yeah. it was funny because we had like our, <laughs> what is that, vessel assist? Yeah. Didn't kick in until midnight. And we broke down at 11. I'm like. You just sit there for an hour? I just sit there anchored up for an hour outside the wall. Fuck, dude. Just waiting for him to come pick us up. Dude, I would have just had the trolling motor been like, Ooh. We did that. And <laughs> we ran out of juice. <laughs> Real quick, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Current was ripped, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've gone back and fished your mine since? I have. I fished yeah. it from shore with my kid, and he's caught you know some little bass and some trout. It's like, not the same. It's, there's three or four alpha spots on that lake. Do they still stock it? They still stock trout, and they do stock catfish during the winter, or summer a little bit. But it's like, just not. It's the alpha spots are. They had a wiper in there too, didn't they? Oh yeah. Did you stock that? Did you have to stock it, or did it... that was actually brought in, um, kind of by accident? No way. When the canals that they raise the catfish in, they had those, and the one time they actually had a few in there, and somebody caught one. We're like, it's actually a pretty cool little species. Let's add it to the mix. Mm-hmm. And they are, uh, if you've ever fished for them, they're really cool. They pull super hard. Okay. But they don't get like a striper. So they don't get a big mouth. They don't eat the swim bait. They'll eat more like? Shad style baits. Okay. So like a rip bait, yeah. crank baits. And you'd have guys who are like, I hooked a big bass and it broke me off. You're like, no. no it's a wiper. That was a wiper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Do they get pretty big? We got one up to 16. Pound? Which, yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That is, that's a nice fish. Yeah, that was on a rip bait, too. Gosh, he yeah. probably thought he had the record. That was my buddy, too. <laughs> he, we, knew, we knew right away what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, he hooked and he goes, it starts running. Cause they, they do a big dog run right, right away, and you're yeah. like, this ain't no bass. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wiper. This is a wiper right? catfish. <laughs> What's the big catfish you had out of there? My biggest was 70. And then, Are you fucking serious? Yeah, oh, those man. things. 
That was a good catfish lake then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. They okay. had those big blue cats in the okay. genetic pool there. It was probably in the top three lakes for big catfish. In California? In California. No way. Yeah. How big was the record, the lake record? The lake record was officially 89.6. Fuck. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Did they bring it in? Yeah, they brought that fish in. Kill it? That fish, unfortunately, did. Did you? Yeah, yeah. they had to kill it. It did, didn't make it. Yeah. But we released fish uh, 75, 80. Wow. Yeah. Didn't you ever, did, there was a little trout pond there too, right? A kid's trout pond? We had that little, that's yeah. what I got to earlier was that girl. She had, it was in that little Oh, that's kids, where it was. It was that little kid's pond. Oh, nice. Yeah, we did that for the kids. It was kind of a nice way to introduce kids. Like, hey, you came with your mom and dad. You didn't catch anything? And like, they'd come up there and talk. And it's like, oh, you didn't catch one? Okay. And I'd send one. Because Jess Ranch has something like yeah. that too, right? Yeah. I'd send my employee down there and be like, hey, let them catch one or two. And don't even charge them. Just let it be. Yeah. And it, the amount of business that generated was... A family. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's what you want. Is you want mom and dad to bring the kids, not just dad to come up there by himself. It's yeah. Like, I get $22 out of dad. <laughs> I get the whole family for 100 I get $100. <laughs> and they repeat. It's like... Yeah. That's where the business was. That's cool because you kind of like had that business mentality when you were working there and you yeah. kind of had to figure out the best way to go about stuff. You yeah. Know? And you got to put all the fish into the fucking lake, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Did you, did they stock bass ever? We did a couple times really? and it was actually by chance oh, that we really? came across them. Uh, there was a water district in Mission Viejo that was, they had a couple ponds on there and they're like, hey, Jimmy, we need to get rid of these fish. Didn't Oso do the same thing? Oso did, but we didn't get those fish. Okay. I got them from two different water districts at one point. Okay. And they call me like, hey, we got some F1 largemouths. And F1 largemouths, for people that don't know, are Florida strain, 100% gene pool. Okay. And they grow super big, super fast. And it's like, shit. <laughs> I take it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I already know the price in my head. And boss like, well, how much do they want? I'm like, there's no price. I just need to go get them. And those fish are $13 a fish. A fish? A fish. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. How many did you get? The one we got... 300 fish individually and the last time i did it over a course of three weeks and i took over 400 fish so you were just who you got did, how'd you catch them we'd either have to cast net them which you know throw do it thrown it in their pond to get them out or we were actually doing hook and line to get them out too fishing all day fishing all day on a day that we weren't working like on a tuesday what reservoir can you say a reservoir? it was actually just one of the community ponds that they have and no one was fishing it. And it, it was only for their employees. Oh, fuck. So yeah. it was wide open. It was wide open. Damn. What and was the big, do you remember some of the big fish you pulled out of there? It was like five, six pounds. But, but that, getting it for free, <laughs> was amazing. Like, I'm like, I have a six pound F1 largemouth. That could grow big. That can grow. And this is before yeah. we were going to close. It's like, this thing can get huge. And it was fast. right before you were going to close. This yeah, it was about a year before we were going to close. We didn't know yet. And it was like. Dude. I bet fish, people were fishing it when it was closed and doing there were There were people fishing when it was closed, and I actually had friends that were. To me, though, it was like, if I got caught, I know what they're going to do. They're going to throw the book at me. Yeah, right. They know me. Like, Did you, did you, you did people probably caught some big fish when it was closed? The biggest I heard was like 13. Really? Yeah. Did you ever fish that reservoir? Um, it's right by there. There's Dove Canyon. Keep going. Santa. Santa Margarita? Yes. Canyon. Yes. Is it good? Yes. Really? That's where uh, I have the mountain lion story. What is that? So me and Wit actually mm -hmm. went to fish there. 
It's one night, it just rains like March or April. And the one side's really good, and the other side's not so good. And it's kind of getting towards dark. We got the truck, and I look down, and I'm like, what's that? I see paw prints on the ground. I'm like, I'm like I hope Whitney doesn't see this. I hope Whitney doesn't Did see this. Did you trip this. out on him? Because he would trip out. He'd be like, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> so I look down, and I find a baseball of all things. Like, in the parking lot, I'm like, I'm just going to pick this up and put it in my pocket here. Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, why'd you pick that up? I'm like, oh, no worries. Don't worry about it. Yeah. As we're walking towards the lake, you crest this hill. And on the top of the hill, there's Mr. Mountain Lion. No way. Just chilling. I'm like, oh, shit. You're going to sword fight it with your fucking yeah. fishing rod, bro. He looks at us <laughs> and he like, he runs down right down the trail at the good side. I'm like, well, that made my decision where I'm going to fish easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am not getting in a fight with Mr. Mountain Lion. That's scary, dude. Seeing something like that, like the, the the closest thing I saw, I've said it before, is a Piru uh, got way too close to a bear. The bear there, I told Kelly oh. about. It. He's like, "Oh, that bear." I'm like, "Yeah." I was looking in the stick ups with my trolling motor, and it fucking stood up. I was like, "If that thing were charged, I'd be fucked." Oh yeah, would have jumped right out of my boat. No problem. Yeah. I think everybody's got kind of those stories too. Is I've seen him at Silverwood. I'm a lot of people have yeah. Tanner. You know Tanner from yep. Finby. He said he got trapped in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened to my buddies. Yeah. It's like, like you laugh because you're like, you tell us people stories. And you're like, they're like, oh, yeah, you're full of shit. And you hear talk to people who've had it happen. And you're like, oh, so it just wasn't me. It's stuff people would do for fishing. Like, yeah. look at Bobby fucking almost died for fishing and he's still doing it. It's like, fuck. You know, flipping a boat. You yeah. know, like, that's wild. Getting in so close on the shore, you know, like. At San Clemente, dude, yeah. 46 miles from home. Yeah. You're screwed. <laughs> Just, yeah, that's 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 wild. That, but I think that's why people love fishing so much. The yeah. tug is the drug. Yeah, I know for sure. I do some dumb shit sometimes, oh. and I get comfortable, and I'll get too close, and be like, "Oh, I shouldn't have got that close." And my trolling motor almost broke off. Yeah, but I've been way too far in little boats too. <laughs> yeah, I bet we had a 19 foot stern console. And we went to uh, Farnsworth. Wow. Yeah. How was that? That was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what size engine did it have? Forty. A 40? A 40. How long did it take you to get there? It took us. We left at 2 in the morning. We got there at 6 a.m. Oh, my God. We had, I think it was 15 yellowfin by 9. Then headed back home. We're sitting there, and we hear, look at these idiots in the center console. We're like, what are they talking about? We're kind of looking around. We're like, oh, fuck, they're talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, if you only knew the fucking yeah. weather going back in right that, now. That was our problem is we planned on being there and coming home, and we're like, also, we come around Cat, and we're like, oh, shit. Did you have to go get a place to stay? No, we actually followed the flyer. Oh, fuck. Does yeah. it make a huge difference? It makes a flyer? huge difference yeah. following that flyer. Wow. If you get behind them and you can stay with them for a little bit. Yeah, cut through it that cuts main channel. through that main channel. You're like, okay. once you get back in towards, like, closer, you can kind of cut your way back along the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, did you guys launch out of Newport or out of... We uh, actually launched out of... Uh, it was at Long Beach. Long Beach, okay. So we followed him back up to like Newport Pier area, and then we came back up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's not a bad drive on No, that wasn't but. that bad. It was, I was worried about staying in Avalon for the night. What, um, what do you represent? What does Big Rock represent? We have pretty much all the major fishing and hunting brands that are out there, aside from a few. So Shimano, Daiwa, Penn. So you guys distribute everything. I distribute everything, yeah. So tackle shops go to you. Correct. 
They I, don't go to Daiwa. They go to you. Well, you can go to Daiwa or you can go to us. Okay. Same like, thing. Yeah. I go to like, I'm there every week as where like some of the factory reps aren't going to be there every week. Oh, okay. So you're just making your rounds. Yeah. All so like on a like Monday, I'm in Van Nuys area in the Valley. I'll hit up all the stores up there. Bob Sands, Fish and Fools, a couple of the Turner stores, the new Tackle Shack, you would say, which is a great store. Yeah, I, I wanted to get out there. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Where's that at? Tackle Shack is yeah. in uh, Silmar. Okay. Yeah, and then you have Tackle Express in um, like Castaic. Yeah. In Santa Clarita. Okay. So I'll hit all those guys in one day. Then Tuesday, I'll do like Inland Empire. Wednesday, do Ventura. And it's kind of a cool... I love my job now because... You probably know a million people, too. Yeah, like, some of these guys, too, like, I've been dealing with them for 15 years. Yeah. I've known them since I was working at Irvine. I've worked with them, like, getting people to the lake, and it's, like, kind of cool to see the transition or when I was fishing Casitas. Yeah. Eric at Eric's Tackle Shop. I used to stop at his store. That's what I'm trying... I've been trying to get on for probably, like, a he's, year or two. He's, I've heard he's a super cool guy and very... He's a really cool guy, and he's got a really good knowledge of, like... Yes. That... Southern California sport fishing, like he's done the big tuna. He's done the Channel Island stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to see him like when you talk to him. He's also done the big swim bait thing. Yeah. Because he had all that at Casitas. Yes. That's what I heard. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I've been tried a couple times. I need to get him, get back at him, but he's busy. So it's like oh. hard for me to either, I go up there and try to hit like three or four guys up there. Yeah. Which like, you know, Fred Clinshaw. Yeah, I know Fred. So Fred, I, I'll, you know, go up there and do Fred again. Cause yeah. I like buddies with Fred or someone else. He's or, the Bobby Martinez of that area. Yeah. Fred's great, dude. Yeah. We fished me and Joe Gata from a uh, performance. We went and fished his charter and it was fucking. At Casitas. Yeah. This dude, it went off. It was fun. See, I so wish fun. that was what it used to be. That's, it the, was that's, probably way better. I'm sure. But that lake was magic back in the day. I mean, you'd show up there and you had the, belief that you're going to catch a fish in the 15 to 20 pound range is it because of the trout it's because of the trout and then the water district really does doesn't care up there about the recreational dollar okay they don't want you there and when i was going there i was spend two three days just camp there and i'd either get a hotel or camp i mean towed my 18 foot bass boat along and i'm like i actually had a uh hotel there the guy lets charger boats Oh, nice. He lets plug in, and it's like, it was 50 or 60 bucks a night. Yeah. Cheap. And I was like. Dude, I'd pay another 50 just to charge oh, my yeah. boat a night. Like no, we're like, dude, we'll pay you to charge. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you guys are good. You guys come up here all the time. I'm like, this that's is a hard cool. One. Yeah, that's a, that's like, you pull your boat back. You back your boat up, and we had two or three guys doing this. Because we're all buddy boats. Stowsbury, Eric from Longfin, and me. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you look at the parking lot, you're like, dude, we're taking up like. Oh, you're fucking parking, dude. <laughs> yeah. But there's like the town was awesome. Now you go up there and it's like Oakview Inn's not there no more. Yeah. These restaurants aren't there. And like, I, I, I hate to see it like that. It's like, cause that lake, you'd see a New York license plate, Tennessee. People were coming. People were just coming it. it. What year was that? That was early 2000s. Okay. That's when you saw like the Bailey's. That's what I was going to say. That yeah. was that video, right? Yeah. That's okay. when. I actually saw them filming that stuff and I was like, Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of these guys that you've had on have kind of been around that too. And it's, yeah. Like when you had Paul Bailey on, I was like, That was a cool episode. Air it's break. crazy because you think, like, I'm like thinking it's a lot longer ago than it was when it wasn't. No. Well, for 
40 years old. I'm going to be 40. Yeah. It's like, I think, man, these guys have been doing it forever. I'm like, well, when I was 20, they were doing this, you know, instead you're in of a playing band. band. You're in a band yeah. playing all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was just playing music instead, you yeah. know, and I wrote BMX before yeah. that. So I was like, I probably would have been doing the same shit. Surprised you didn't know Paul then. Yeah. Well, we talked about that. Yeah. So he wrote for Hoffman, and then uh, we kind of talked about, I knew Mike Escamilla and yeah. some of the guys. So I was like, oh, shit. Um, but no, it, I mean, it's it's crazy to think it really wasn't that long ago, but it was a different bite. Like when Newman came on and talked about it, he said, he just went off, dude. Oh, it was. It was just like one after another, you know, yeah, it never happened again. He had that one day where, what was it, 20 or something fish over 10 pounds in a That's row? That's wild, dude. Like, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Yeah. And he, Matt's such an unassuming guy, too. Yeah. Like, you'll ask him and he tells you, and you're like, whoa. And he's kind of like, nah. Yeah. Like, you're not very t- nonchalant. Typical surfer. Yeah, like, exactly. Nonchalant. And you're like, and I like, I like, I like, I love Matt's rods. I yeah. rods are great. Phoenix, Me too. And Phoenix are great rods too. I fished both of them. I fished it too. I fished a uh, 794. It's probably my favorite I rod. You know, like I, I love that rod. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, they're, they're a great company. Yeah. Uh, you know, but and it's I'd really cool to see like that guy make it with his make company it, as well. And you sit there and you're like, outside, like, Outside of Southern California guys, nobody knows who that guy is. Newman? Yeah. True. Well, you got to remember, when you say Southern California, do you mean like swim bait guys? Do you mean like... You, like in general. he's done everything. In general. I feel like he's done the big fish. Yeah, he's know? done it all. That's next. Like, I say in general because he did the frog thing. He did the worm thing. and Tournaments? He did tournaments. Yeah. But you get outside of here and who's Matt Newman in Florida? They don't know him. But was he ever on the same... No. No, Iconelli. I mean, for California, half the California guys, no one knows who the fuck they are anyways. Or most of them. Aaron Martins. That'd be the only one, right? That's Brian the only guy. Yeah. You know, like, Those two you know guys, like, like, Aaron Martins can stay in California. Yeah. And then Euler's from Redlands. Yeah. So, I mean, then up north, you got Delta guys, but that's yeah. kind of a different story than Southern California. I. That's a whole different world. Yeah, right. Like, up there, and that's where I'm fishing a little bit now, too, is up in that area. Just what they have is completely different than down here especially the delta man just going on the delta and being like we covered so much fucking water in like four hours i was like dude we ran like Oof. 60 dude like who I was, was like, it dutra or whoever 300 I, miles in three days that is wild that's dude. to me it's like you got sam v which is the one that's kind of the known lake right now yeah i fished i fished 10 times i fished half the lake you go to the delta and i'm like I fished that thing 10 times. I'm probably be like, maybe it, maybe like a, maybe a fraction of it. 30 second of the lake. It, yeah. That, you know, like, or this river system. Yeah. Like I want to, I go up there and punch and yeah. frog fish. And it's like, okay, I know this area. Okay. And you're like, then you hear other guys like, oh, you got to get Frank's track. And you're like, yeah. Everyone. Where the fuck's that? <laughs> well, like the punching and the frog thing I talked about in the last episode, I watched Danny. You know, yeah, uh, Delamater, and he's throwing frogs different. Well, I've seen people, my uncle showed me mats, you're looking yeah. for mats, toolies. They're doing open water pockets. Oh, yeah. Which I've never seen anyone do, and I'm like, wow, that's impressive, you know? Same thing punching. I didn't know how to punch. I figured just like punching through the kelp, right? Yeah. Same shit, you know? No. <laughs> so it's, it's not, you know, it's no. like I'm, there's a different, he's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like that, but, yeah. you know, and, and so it's kind of cool to see like that's a different technique, kind of dedicated yeah. a little more up to NorCal. It is. And, and then maybe the frog thing, I just don't, 
I haven't There's fished with a lot some, of guys. You know? Like silverwood, you can do it a little bit. They have some good mats sometimes too. But well. you have to have the mats. Yeah. And then with silverwood, it's I fished silverwood a ton back in the day. Mm-hmm. You'd see lines on it where somebody had already thrown a frog. Yeah. Like, well, nothing not, do, not doing this here. I'm going somewhere else. And that's before we punch too. And it's like, now I'm like, I look, I go, well, they threw the frog there. They didn't punch through the mat. But yeah. they didn't punch. Yeah. And now it's... It's like San Diego has some punch stuff too and frog stuff, but two hours away. Yeah. I mean, do you, will you still fish the local lakes? I will. There's, like the little ones, like by your house? Or? Yeah, there's like Irvine Park. I'll do that with my kid. I'll do all the little park lake stuff. And then Silverwood's still there. Yeah. And that's when I go to, like, if I'm going to go fish. I feel like between that and Diamond Valley, I, I just, from my house right here, I feel like Silverwood's closer. Silverwood's way closer. But it's, I think it's the same amount of miles. It just feels closer. I don't know why. I think it's the drive. Yeah. Like, and that's what I do for a living. I drive. For me, like, driving to Silverwood is a lot easier than driving to Van Nuys. Right. Right. And I'm like, I look at the Casitas front, I'm like, that's two hours. Or even Castaic, people go, you're going to go to Castaic? I'm like, I'm in the middle, dude. It doesn't matter if I go DVL or Castaic. I could go to either one. It's the same fucking distance. I'm kind of opposed to DVL ever since. Uh, I wasn't allowed on because my boat, my engine was... 0.014 0.014 off mission. Really? Yeah. How does that work? So they hook it up and it was... Because you have a... Uh, I had an EFI. EFI two-stroke. Yeah, okay. so I had the EFI and mine was a 98. Okay. Which is the last year that really qualified. In my forgetfulness, I put in 87 Arco. And I was like, I pull up the thing, test it. And he goes, nope, you didn't pass because of missions. I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go Paris. Yeah. And I just kind of wrote it off because so you didn't really fish DVL that much because you a little bit but yeah to me like if I was gonna fish diamond I'd really go to Paris you think Paris is a better lake I think Paris has more potential okay it's in terms of big fish for the largemouth if you were gonna the striper Paris maybe now because of the few fish they do get from Paris are pretty big yeah but sheer numbers diamond or diamonds we catch better. more fish yeah yeah yeah, you fish Skinner somewhat too? I fished Skinner, and that was uh, a little bit back in the day. Okay. Not so much anymore, just because of the striper deal. Yeah. But there, there's good gene pool too. I mean, there's 14-pound largemouth in there. Yeah, I mean, but Block caught a big yeah. one, right? And He's I caught a couple uh, Gilbert's big caught some fucking big-ass motherfuckers yeah. out of there, you yeah. know? So, and I mean, that's one of the ones that's unknown in San Diego. Is, it's really not talked about. Skinner? Skinner's a little bit off the radar. Yeah. I, th- I, feel I feel like, like it's Sam V more talk. Did you about. go when it first opened? I actually was the second or third day. How was that? Amazing. Oh, most insane thing you'll ever really see. Matt, when he posted it from uh, last chance. Yeah. When he posted that video of him, like he was one of the first boats. Yeah. He said he didn't even leave the fucking launch no. ramp and just killing five pounders. Like, no, it was uh, Seth actually from Copes. He mm-hmm. had the ticket. We went there. We, no, I've never, I haven't fished that lake in 10 years since it closed. Yeah. And we're driving along. I'm like, well, this used to be a good point. Well, that good point was 60 vertical feet below you. Yeah. I throw out one of Whitney's prototypes with basically a mother mm-hmm. and get smoked on the first cast. No way. And it's like a five pounder and pops off of the boat. And I'm like, <laughs> what just happened? This is going to be a good day. This is going to be great. <laughs> and then we threw the swim bait for an hour and get bit. And I'm like. And I kind of like, we heard what people were doing. I'm like, well, let's pick up a big worm. Yeah. Pick up a nine inch worm shaking out 30 feet water and catching fish one after another. And you're like, 
this is stupid. Yeah. Did you do uh, freshwater tournaments as well? I did at Silverwood for a season. And then my team partner that I was fishing with had a kid. And couldn't do it. Kind of couldn't do it. Was it like a series at Silverwood you had? Yeah, it was ABA. Oh, was it? Yeah. You just had a Silverwood series? They had a state. It was the mountain region. Oh, And cool. they just fished Silverwood. And the first time we fished up there, we had 19 pounds. Wow. And we finished in ninth. Dude. That, that bite. And he had a swim bait bite. And this yeah. is kind of when we all started swim bait fishing. He's getting on Osprey. First fish we catch in the morning is a 7.5. Fuck, dude. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. It's this is going to be game gay. on. <laughs> and he dumped a nine at the boat. Fuck. And I'm just like, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, fuck. Our bite's gone. Yeah. And we had to go worm and uh, jig fish. And we caught the rest of our weight that way. Yeah. No, that's a great lake. And it's, it's uh, I've always liked it. My uncle took me there when I kind of first started yeah. with him as well. And it, I mean, could be hit and miss i guess i float tubed it too as well and it's a pretty it's good too one of my favorite lakes in southern california yeah just the way those fish are there they're really aggressive and you can fish them in numerous different ways we fish striper up there as well yeah yeah if i get if i catch a striper for swim bait fishing on a creek, i'm like hell yes <laughs> You'll take it the same huh? yeah to me it's all fun <laughs> yeah but like what i like about silverwood is one day you go up there and it's like 20 vertical feet down you're like Okay, that island's out of water. Mm-hmm. Then you go to fish their game day on, on the tournament, and it's like, why is the island gone? The water just they yeah, just pump water, water through. Movement, yeah. yeah, so it's pretty cool to see that. Like that's a lake that gets big water though. Like when it gets windy, you get oh, fucked real quick. I dude. called Minnie Isabella, dude. I was with my wife, and she like thought we were gonna die in the middle. Of my, I just got my boat. Yeah. This was like five years ago, and I was still uh, learning how to drive it. Like. And it picked up in the, it was like in October. Oh, yeah. And we were in the middle channel and I had to stand up because we were going like an ocean. Like when it's rough, I'm like, fuck, dude. That lake is, Irvine got that way too. Did it? Yeah. That Santa Ana winds would come through well, there? If the Santa winds ripped through there, it would be. Would you guys have to go out and pick people up? We actually kicked people off the lake and there would be days oh, we were closed and we had to take our boats off the dock. Because it got that bad. Because it got off the dock and it would be, we'd actually surf them on waves dude. up onto the beach. It's just to leave them to where that way you didn't lose boats. Yeah. And people are like, oh, it's not that bad. You're like, it's bad. I'm like, bro, if I'm telling you it's bad, I don't want you out here. Did you have, there's no jet skis on there or anything, right? We never had any jet skis. We had events for like. For people. Like Bombardier, which is uh, Sea-Doo and all them. Yeah. They do an event and they come test their new jets. We'd have them do it, but they do it after hours. Yeah. Did you have any boat accidents you had to take care of there? The one where the people died. That's it. I had that. A suicide. Someone committed a suicide. Yeah, that was what? after the two people passed Fuck, away. Dude, I'm sitting there and I, I had worked a night shift. Uh-huh. And I had to come back and do morning, and I left. And my one of my employees calls me. He goes, "Where are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm home. Going to take a nap." He goes, "Uh, I found this note," and I'm like, "What?" He goes, "I found a note in one of the boats." I'm like, "What does it say?" He goes, "I committed suicide. Call 911," and I'm like. Divers, oh, the whole nine yards, and I'm like, I beat nine one one to the lake. Fuck, because I live five miles from it. I was like, son of a bitch. Did he put like anchors and shit? He on He tied his foot to an anchor. Fuck, dude. And they like the divers are getting down. I'm like, bro, just pull the anchor. He's on the anchor. Yeah. They followed down. They get him. It was like, but and that wasn't that was only two worst things that you had to really deal with. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, well, some like you'd have certain things like during the shows like. 
Especially the push. Oh, yeah, that's a different. I was, I was laughing. Brawls like, and like, like, like people are fighting. I'm like, just stop, please. <laughs> like, stick to your guns. Yeah. One of the te- I, like I knew those guys. Uh-huh. And then when the promoter comes, he goes, "Oh, I got security." I'm like, "How many security guards you got?" Oh, I got ten. I'm like, I get more. Uh, oh, I'm like, hey, yeah, fuck you. That ain't enough, dude. I'm like, I've been a chain, and the whole front, the whole thing is security. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. He yeah, goes, it's it's. I mean, that chain. I mean. We couldn't play, my old band couldn't, before Andy, my buddy Andy owns yeah. it now. Uh, wrong Conflict out it from Final Conflict, and he banned us. We couldn't play there. Just couldn't play there, couldn't play House of Blues, couldn't play. <laughs> Just it got too rowdy. Yeah. The old band I was in, it was. Uh, and then that band broke up, and I started Donnybrook. But yeah. uh, the previous band, it was just like, we would, ch- uh, Showcase was the only place we could play. Yeah. That was it. It was, it was just funny to me. It was like, I see these bands, like Briggs. Chain reaction. Yeah. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, you have no clue what you're in for. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. A lot of the shows, you big shows like that, you go, it'd be like, they ended up finding security guards. Yeah. And I'm sure the same shit where you're at, you're like, uh uh-uh, you need to get more security. Yeah. Than that. I just laugh. I was like, like, oh, you need to pull the plug on, stick to your guns. I'm like, no. <laughs> or bleeding through. <laughs> yeah. They, no, no way. I'm like, well, I have a place to read the bleeding through too. When they yeah. played their pianist, the girl that's the pianist for them, yeah. I didn't know who she was. She comes up and I was doing parking at the time. She goes, I'm with Bleeding Through. I'm like, and I'd heard that story like 50 times that day. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> and she's like, you know, she's a blonde bombshell at the time. Yeah. I'm like, honey, give me the five bucks and go about your way. Yeah. The lead singer comes up and she's like, dude, she's with us. Like, petty. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> He's a, yeah. I remember her, she, uh, our drummer, somehow we knew her. I don't know, family yeah. member, but. You just never know. And when you meet someone, it's called getting big dick. Yeah. <laughs> you Bobby. big dick someone. You got bobbied. <laughs> That's happened to me multiple times yeah. in the fishing industry where they go, they know who I am. They just don't like me. They big dick me. Eh, I see it going a different way now. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, you got Luke now. Yeah. You got Luke from Anglers. Yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, that's it. Oh, no, it's it's going good. It's going real good. I'm yeah. stoked. But Well, thanks for coming on, Jimmy. It's yeah. a great history lesson on Irvine. Do um, you have anything to plug? Uh, not really. Just, no. I mean, if you want to look at the Kurtek custom baits, he's yeah. got some really cool baits. Uh, he's got that gill glide. I've caught some fish on that. Is there some other new stuff he's coming up with as there's well? There's the gill wake. Okay. And then, uh, there's other stuff in the works yeah. that I'll let him and Rich drop. Maybe game changer. There's some things we've been working on for 10 years. Great. Yeah. That should be cool. I can't wait to get them onto the yeah. history they have. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, All man. Right, cool. Supporting.